and getting it across to the international space in terms of logistics is stressful. The logistics within Nigerian markets is also very stressful because the road networks are very terrible, costing us a lot. And now that there's well subsidy removal within Nigerian markets, it's even more difficult because the cost of transportation of moving your goods from the farm down to the market or even down to the production site is a lot of money as well now. Hello and welcome to Rethink What Matters, the podcast dedicated to aligning the economy with the ecology and everyone for improved business performance, stronger families and a greener, cooler planet. And today I'm joined by Joy Badiki of BKM Foods in Lagos State, Nigeria, and we're going to be discussing good health and well-being. Thank you so much for having me, Paul. It's great. It's great to be speaking with you. So if yeah. we could start off with, um, yeah, if you could please explain a little bit about BKM Foods and, and what you're doing there. All right. So BKM Foods is an indigenous agri-food production and processing company centered in the heart of Lagos State, Nigeria, and approved by NAVAC, which is a, a, a food processing agency in Nigeria. So be able to produce food products that are consumable according to Nigerian law and standard. So basically what we do is that we farm and we process food products such as plantains and snails and we process them into finished products for local and international markets. So we process them into finished products such as plantain flour, whereby people can use it for baking, uh, biscuits, cakes, and pancakes. I will process snail shells into cashew for, uh, food, for food, food, food feed for animals. So this is basically what we do at Big Foods. Okay, and what's been the driver for the business? Okay, so the drive was when I lost my grandfather to diabetes. And it has been, it, it, it was a very terrible moment because he raised me. And the fact that losing a loved one to a disease that actually can be controlled and managed by what we consume, when we consume and how we consume it, makes me feel like there needs to be a lot of education out there, a lot of, uh, a lot of information should be put out there for people to be aware of what they consume, that it affects their general well-being. So that is the drive so far. Okay, and and um, how have you been able to, you know, pursue that agenda of um, educating people? Is it locally that you do that, or do you try and do this across Nigeria? Okay, so locally, we yes, we we're doing that locally for now. Uh, we're doing grassroots communications. Uh, we put up a lot of. Um, strategy meetings kind of or awareness program that we hold within our localities within churches because nigeria is a very religious country so we put in a lot of um uh awareness out there through church programs uh through hospitals yes when they have a meeting date with diabetic patients we try to go there to have health and health talks and sensitizations. So these are ways we've been able to get across to grassroots people so far. 
Okay. All right. And so, um, and, the, and what are people eating generally, you know, in, in Nigeria then? Are they, are they eating unhealthily or are they eating, what sorts of food are they eating? I think most of the food that they eat basically in Nigeria are carbohydrate related food from rice to starchy foods. A lot of people consume a lot of starch and consumes a lot of soda. People don't understand and they don't understand the food balance kind of thing or they, they just live their life and wait till doctors place them on diets before they eat right. So we are trying to sensitize people that they don't need to wait till that till it gets to that stage. Especially when you're even younger, you need to start early because you are the complete definition of what you eat. So you need to start early. So that is the sensitization we're doing. Uh, a lot of people just consume sodas. A lot of people don't really exercise. They tell you Nigerian stress and the traffic is a loss already for them to be going to the gym. And they don't even eat the balanced diet. A lot of uh, junks everywhere and all that. So it's a okay. lot of work. Sounds like same as the whole world over, maybe. Um, so I don't know if it's any worse in Nigeria, but do they, are you eating a lot of processed food over there then? Yes, people take a lot of processed food. People take a lot of finished food, especially in Lagos, because people believe they don't even have time to go after farm fresh food. So they take what is available. So a lot of people consume a lot, a lot of uh, processed food. Yes, in Lagos, Nigeria okay. especially. So the challenges of delivering SDG3 good health and well-being, you're doing a great job there, obviously, with your business. So it really Thank comes you. down to, you know, what, what are the challenges in, in running a food business, food production business like yours? Um, for example, what about uh, inconsistent power supply? I know that can be a challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, we have numerous challenges in Lagos, Nigeria, and I won't even lie about that because some of the uh, challenges are logistics. We have logistics challenges like bringing the products fresh from the farm down to the factory where to the process is a lot of challenge. Uh, uh, staffing, you know, getting people who understand the vision and the mission, it's a lot of challenge as well. And um, getting, as you said, power supply is one major challenge. Uh, currently, we're on the subsidy in the country with fuel and all. So there are numerous challenges, but the major, major one currently is logistics. And then what are those logistical challenges then? Okay, so logistical challenges, is, uh, one of the things is, transporting our products from the farm down to the factory, getting it across to our final consumers. Uh, let's say now we want to bring our product to the UK. Uh, bringing our product to the UK using maybe GHL or um, one of these air, air means of transportation. Yep. They were in cages and it's quite expensive in Nigeria. And a lot of customers were like, oh, why should I pay this much over just shipping to UK whereby the product is not even as expensive as the cost for logistics so it's a major challenge for us uh, going okay. to South Africa even taking it I make one of the issues bringing it from the farm and 
the, the road transport issue, like the, the the network, the road network is really terrible. So there are a lot of a lot of challenges. But I would have thought that just the local market would be sufficient. Do you also need to export as well? Yes, because a lot of Nigerians that live in the country for greener pastures, a lot of people want to uh, get better life for themselves. So they live in the country daily and they still want to have a taste of African food anywhere they go to. So sometimes right. they want, they just want us to like, okay, deliver this product down to the UK, deliver to South Africa and all of that beyond the African market, beyond the Nigerian market and getting it across to the international space in terms of logistics is stressful. The logistics within Nigerian markets is also very stressful because the road networks are very terrible, costing us a lot. And now that there's 12 subsidy removal within Nigerian markets, it's even more difficult because the cost of transportation of moving your goods from the farm down to the market or even down to the production site is a lot of money as well now. Okay. And are there, is there a lot of competition from bigger companies making it even more difficult? Yes, yes, the competition is steep as well. But yeah, there's market for everyone. Okay, that's great. That's, that's great to know. And in terms of the, the workforce then, um, are there many skilled people you know, available to you? Okay, so uh, right now we have a team of seven people and uh, four are skilled people who, or, who work with us permanently and it's really challenging to be able to pay these skilled workers because we are a small growing business. So paying them is a, a little bit challenging and uh, the remaining people are on contract like they are on contract so they've been paid based on commission and all of that so uh those getting people like people who are really deserving they stay with you for a while and move on because everybody wants a bigger salary of course and here we are a lot of policies that are really restricting from getting more hands, a lot of policies from governments that are so not favorable. So all of those challenges, with retaining the best means paying them the best amount of money. Yes, to right. actually make it a competitive for us to stay with them. But it's been challenging upping the game in terms of salary. And it's right. been difficult. It's been difficult keeping them. So it yeah. takes a lot. Yeah. It takes a lot. And because you're creating good, healthy food uh, sustainably, is, does that attract people? Are they interested in working for you because because of your mission? Uh, yes, but not everybody wants to work uh, as free workers or freelancer. Or the highest we can do is get an intern, and an intern we still have to tutor them on what to do and how to do it best compared to people who already have the skilled experience. People with skilled experience want a good rise in terms of salary. But people yeah. who are intern can go with practically anything. And well, you, you still have to do the work. You still have to tutor them. Do this at this time, send emails like this, talk like mm -hmm. this to customers and all of that. So it's really draining, you know? And after a while, let's say one year, six months, they, they've moved on. 
because they've gathered the experience they, their eyes are open to better opportunities they have the work experience with you already they move on to greater hearts so it's really okay. stressful so you will now have to start looking for a new set of people training them again it's right. draining it's draining i can yeah it's really, i can imagine how how hard that might be yeah. um and uh so in terms of you know being able to recruit people hire people just you know, income inequality is that playing a part there in, yes. inequality generally yes inequality in terms of recruiting people uh we try to balance it but we at the same time we don't discriminate as far as you have the right skills to offer whether you're female gender or male gender as far as you know what you want to do you understand the vision and the mission of the organization and you can keep up to it we're good to go irrespective of the gender um, but majorly when it comes to the farm we use more of men because it's more of hard work there so when it comes to marketing and uh, female related or office related jobs we do more of women so currently we are seven we have four guys and we have uh, three ladies with us so that is our expressions for now okay so you're, you're doing your bit to help um, close the gap if you like between yes uh, yes yes we are as far as you have what it takes no discrimination yeah. right so i can see there are many challenges but let's talk a little bit on the positive side can we you know what's the what are the what's the positive side of sg3 sdg3 good health and well-being in it's, nigeria it's... What, what, what are the good things we can see okay it's really fulfilling when you get testimonies and feedbacks from people that oh since when they've started eating this particular product from became foods they've they feel better they feel lighter and they, they maybe their blood sugar dropped and all and they, they they're getting healthier it's it's a it's, it's the best thing it's just it's better than money because I, I would say it's better than money completely, but at least the fact that we are solving a problem and the people feel okay with themselves is is really reviving for us, regardless of our challenges, regardless of how tired we are that day. When people give us such feedbacks and testimonies, it's it's amazing for us. Great, and so what is the trend in Nigeria with respect to good health and well-being, is it a trend that you know people are starting to think more and more they want to live more healthily or they're just, just really too busy trying to survive day to day? Like yes. So many yes. Okay. People are just trying to survive day to day, especially in the largest city in Africa, which is like the biggest economic power, Lagos State, yeah. uh, right. the, the, where the whole thing happened. People just want to leave, people want to survive, people want to pay their bills. They don't care about, okay, am I eating right or not? Until doctor place them on diet, that you are sick, your blood sugar is high, you need to be eating more of this before people take it seriously. So we've not gotten to that level yet in Nigeria where people are more conscious of their intake. I'm more conscious of a healthy living. No, we're not there yet. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, and so, how else do you think that you can help Nigeria um, improve SDG three? It's just by creating more awareness. That's the truth. It's about creating practice. I keep telling my story about uh, the loss of my grandfather. I keep telling people. I keep sharing my experiences. 
so when people hear oh they'll be like wow and it's it's getting better but it's not one person's job we can only contribute we can't be the major person who will finish the whole work we can only contribute in solving this problem and that is what we are doing in our own right. bits and in our own space so it's a lot of work and we hope to get there okay and what are, are there many mental health challenges in in the local area in nigeria in lagos ah yes uh, there's a lot of challenges especially in child mortality rates it's it's really high and um, malnutrition among young uh, people and children it's really really annoying the fact that nigeria is so blessed with a good atmosphere good weather good land uh farming everywhere people can eat fresh and healthy food but we still suffer greatly with malnutrition we still suffer greatly with uh mortality rates and even people maybe child mother who just put to bed they're never feeding well it's, it's it's really heartbreaking it's the saddening but we hope to get there yeah absolutely and i think food is a big part of achieving that isn't it what we are what we eat as you say yes we are definitely what we eat no matter how much you go to the gym to even reduce your calories if you don't start from the kitchen you're still joking Yep. Your kitchen start first. If you're if you're looking at reducing uh maybe ten kg or you want to drop in kgs or you want mm -hmm. to drop in pounds, whatever you're doing, your food intake controls every other thing and people need to get this right. Okay. What do you sell more than anything from BKM Foods? What's the most popular product that you sell? Our plantain, our plantain flour, our snails, them they are the they're the basic things like the most primary products that yes we that is really moving the market people want to eat snails uh, but funny enough not every nigerians eat snails not every nigerians eat snails no. there's some there's some parts of nigerians that they don't take snail it's part of their religious belief that snail right. is not allowed in terms of their religion but there's still a large market for it. Like the demand is more than the, the demand is currently more than the supply. And okay. um, there are a lot of people out there who understand the nutritional value of snails. There are a lot of people who understand the nutritional value of plantain, even though it's more expensive than other common foods around. So it takes a lot to talk to people and uh, tell them the health benefits before, uh, do maybe patronize or something. Okay, and did you say so that snails? What what type of snail is it that they that you uh, uh, that you have there? In Africa, we have two major type of snails. We have Akatina Akatina, and we have Akatina Maginata. These are the two major types, like African giant snails that we have. And these two types of snails, some uh, there's a particular one that is for commercial purposes. And there is another one that is just for consumption, like just come for consumption. So we do a lot of women empowerment, women trainings on how to start snail farming so that people can be aware. We empower people completely free. Uh, we do it via social media, maybe telegrams and WhatsApp classes where people, because it really costs nothing to start a snail farm in Nigeria. As far as you have a good environment to like, uh, 
farm the snails and all other things uh, the feeding is so affordable you don't need to break the bank to take care of that so we do all of that too that's great. And, that's great and and the fun part of it is that no part of it is a waste no part of it is a waste what? yes the from snail? every yes from every part of it you can generate revenue uh from the snail itself you can sell it and get your money from the snail shell it can be used for work of art it can be processed into calcium as i said earlier for uh for feeding other animals and for beauty products so no part of it is a waste with the, the snails, is, is that a very simple thing to cook, is it? Um, if you go to our uh, Instagram page, you will see how we, we've prepared some snails. We put right. the videos there on how to prepare snails, like at Bikem Fruits and Instagram. So basically, the most popular food in Nigeria is jollof rice. Yes. Right. So jollof rice is for everybody, regardless of your religion, regardless of your tribe, regardless of where you're from. African jollof or the Nigerian jollof is the real food. So people having parties and everything, they want jollof rice to be present. Yes. So and if they're eating jollof rice beyond the chicken, they will eat it. With. They can eat it with snails. So the challenges then are in for good health and well-being. It, would it be then around the, the health and medical side of things, the provision of health care to people? When it comes to health care issue, I leave that to the government because I think the government is not really doing enough in terms of health care in Nigeria. And a yeah. lot of our policy makers and our leaders, they would rather travel outside, come to the UK for treatments rather than invest here in Nigeria for proper health care space. So yeah. in terms of health care... Um, that's used to the government. Uh, it's it's terrible, yeah. but we're hoping for the best. Yeah. What about access to finance? Is that difficult for you to, in running a business in Nigeria? Yes, it is. Yeah, access to finance is it's a little bit difficult. But one thing I realize is because I have banking experience, it has really helped me. If once you understand your books in terms of your debit and your credit, your inflow, your cash flow. If you have a proper statement of accounts for your business, not using your personal accounts for the company's accounts and all of that, once you have a good book and banks see that you're doing the right thing, they, they, they're interested in investing into your business. They're interested in giving you loans, uh, although the interest rates might be very high. So, but you will definitely get something. The Bank of Industries, uh, that we also, once your books are tidy up very well, you get funding. Still. Angels and investors are also everywhere, but it depends on how you defend your product. Why should they invest in it? So, access to funding okay. might be a little bit challenging initially, but once you understand the trick, you will get it right. Okay. But how representative is Lagos State you know, of Nigeria more widely? Oh, Lagos State is very big. Oh, that's well populated and uh, it's the commercial city. Like everybody does business in Lagos. If you're coming from anywhere in the world, you will need to get to Lagos first to understand, okay, what do you need to sell to these people and how do you need to sell it? So Lagos State, it's, um, it's not the capital, it's not the capital of Nigeria, but uh, in terms of commercial space, Lagos State is holding it down. That's just the truth. Um, 
the population uh, it's very it's huge we have huge population in Lagos and um, the buying power of Lagos State people is very high so Lagos State is the real deal a lot of shipping companies are here you know when they're importing directly it gets to Lagos people clear it's in Lagos and it's being distributed to other parts of the country so everybody looks up they all look up to Lagos to clear their containers or shipping uh, products or whatever they shipped into the country rather and mm-hmm. Lagos State is huge right okay okay I will love to see you in Lagos State so when you come around I can take you around I'd love that. That'd be great. I'd I'd love to do that. All right. You know, are you looking for customers in the UK? Yes, we're open. We're open to diaspora African markets, companies who want to uh, expand into Africa or partnership. We're open into all of that. We're we're ready for business. Uh, So if if they're looking up, we're here in Africa, we're here in Nigeria. And how um, how can people get a hold of you then, Joy, if they want to? Where where should they go to reach? How can they reach you? All right. So they can check us out on LinkedIn at uh, BKM Foods or my personal page at Joy Kemi Badaki. Or they can check me out on Instagram at BKM Foods. On all our social media pages at B-K-E-M underscore F-O-O-D-S. That's been a great insight, uh, Joy, into SDG3, good health and well-being there in Lagos State, Nigeria, in Nigeria more, more generally. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.